Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining us. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the idea of perfectionism. When you think of being perfect, what comes to mind for you? For me, it's about having a clean house, kiddos who behave exactly how they're expected, doing every rep of every workout exactly how it's supposed to be done, and not hitting pause, my hair being perfectly straight, and at work, showing up with all the answers and all the expected work done ahead of schedule. If you have a similar list, you'll enjoy hearing more in this week's episode. One of my favorite movies growing up, and still today, is Disney's Mary Poppins. If you're not familiar with the movie, the short version is that Mary Poppins is a magical, mysterious nanny who swoops in to fix a broken-down family. The children, Jane and Michael Banks, are simply looking for fun and attention from their parents, specifically their father. Just after Mary Poppins arrives, she pulls out her magic measuring tape to size up the children. Michael's reads, extremely stubborn and suspicious, while Jane's reads, rather inclined to giggle, doesn't put things away. And when the children ask Mary Poppins to measure herself, she agrees, and it reads, practically perfect in every way. As I reflect on this, I wonder if I have subconsciously been trying to be practically perfect in every way for most of my life. Sure, my papers in school could have used more work, or I could have stayed longer in the office to finalize a project. But when I think about how I show up as a professional, as a mom, a wife, a friend, a sibling, a daughter, so many times I've scolded myself for not doing enough, not being enough. Maybe this resonates with you too. As I listen to the audio version of the book, How Women Rise, by Sally Helgson and Marshall Goldsmith, I found myself saying yes to so many of the points in the chapter, The Perfection Trap. The authors talk about perfectionism as creating a negative mindset where being perfect or expecting perfect is both unrealistic and unattainable. While there will be moments of perfect, listen, there's a reason why baseball pitchers throw perfect games, that's exactly what they are, moments. Now, perfectionism can take on both positive and negative implications. In those moments of perfectionism, you may feel like all things are moving in the same direction, that things are all clicking at the same time. These are magic moments, my friends. For the sake of this conversation, though, we're going to talk about how perfectionism may get in the way of your personal and professional growth. Striving to be perfect may hinder your ability to see the bigger picture, maybe creating a negative mindset and sets you up for disappointment. Let's dive into these concepts. One of the skill sets I pride myself on is the ability to dig into the finer details of the project or the work I'm doing. This includes things like remembering what needs to be added to the grocery list, making a packing list for an upcoming trip, or thinking about the specific details for processes at work. While this work is necessary component of projects, it can and does get in the way. When the details begin weighing me down at work, it doesn't allow me to think about the bigger picture, the one that will help me advance in my career. Yet, when I forget about the details, it may impact my ability to be confident and trusted in my work. 
Finding this balance without getting into the perfection trap is critical. Have you ever caught yourself in the comparison hamster wheel? I am certainly not the only one who's done this, right? You know the comparisons. My calendar is full, but my counterparts is not. I work in the evenings. I do more chores. I'm always filling that blank. If you're nodding along to this, you're with me. This falls into an area of perfectionism. When the small things begin to bother you, you've entered into a negative mindset associated with perfectionism. So how do you quickly get out of this? I suggest start looking at the bigger picture. Take a moment to take a deep breath. Literally sit back and think about why you're in this mindset. Are you feeling underappreciated? Are you in need of a day off? Is it time to begin a job search? By taking the time to reflect in the moment, you can head off the frustrations and negative mindset. And if you felt frustrated because your high expectations, comparison, or simply because you know work can be done better, you're setting yourself up for some big time disappointment. Remember a little bit ago when I said that perfectionism comes in moments of time? Well, that's because it's unsustainable. I'm about to dive into a sports reference, so if you're not sports-minded, hang in there with me. It'll only take a moment. In the baseball world, a perfect game pitched by a starting pitcher means that no base runners have reached base during the game. To date, in the MLB, there have only been 23 perfect games recorded. The last one you ask, I'm so glad you did, August 15th, 2012. It's been nine years since we last saw a perfect game pitched. You see, being perfect has moments of time and isn't something that should be expected on a daily basis. Now, I've talked generally about perfectionism, many points that both men and women can subscribe to. But this is a podcast about women's empowerment, so let's dive into how perfectionism impacts women. Most women feel they need to do their job well, or perfectly, in order to be successful. It is a misconception that never messing up leads to success. It is both a harmful strategy and one that stalls women's advancement. We all know that learning from our mistakes is one of the best opportunities for growth we'll have. Humbling as it may be, this is how we grow and advance. So where do women fall into the perfection trap? Two reasons, the gender expectations that are set at childhood and the expectations in the workforce that are reinforced. As a little girl, I worried about getting in trouble, didn't want to disappoint my parents or teachers by doing something wrong. I used to play it off as not wanting to embarrass my parents who are both teachers as well, but now I would label it as wanting to be perfect. In high school, I distinctly remember a significant hitting slump during my senior softball season. As the cleanup hitter, I should be getting at least a hit every game, if not going three for four each game, right? Yes, that's the expectation of the cleanup hitter. Listen, listeners, I love sports references, so hang tight with me. I spent many hours in tears trying to figure out why I couldn't live live up to those expectations to my expectations. My peers on the baseball team, though, didn't put that energy into their batting slumps. They just kept working. So why did I? I felt the expectation for perfection. 
When girls get in trouble at school for disruption, their consequences are more harsh. They're supposed to fall in line, follow the rules, and not cause a scene. But when boys do, it's boys being boys. As a mom of two very lively little girls, I constantly ask if we would scold the girls if they were little boys exhibiting the same behaviors. I don't usually have the answer to this, but asking myself this question helps ground myself in the expectation of my children, regardless of their gender. The women enter the workforce, they are met with similar expectations. In meetings, women tend to think through exactly what they want to say before speaking for fear of saying something wrong and being criticized. Men tend to talk more freely, even when what they're saying may be inaccurate or not well thought out. Let's think about it. Have you been in a meeting where you've bravely spoken up and misspoke? What's been the reaction of the room? How have you been corrected? Do you shut down and disengage in the meeting? Maybe other women in the room see what happened to you and don't speak up for fear of the same thing happening to them. The guilt felt by women lends them to not want to make mistakes, to be imperfect. Maybe it's not in a meeting, but in how you approach the work. Men tend to be praised for taking risks in decision-making, while women are praised for the precision and attention to detail, or for having the correct answers. As I've reflected on this, it stings. The praises I receive for my attention to details and logistics, ouch. I'm feeding into some of these workplace expectations. In the book, the authors talk about the healthy perfectionist, and I love this term because it still allows for high-level performance while curbing some of the perfectionist tendencies. Let's break down a couple ways to curb these tendencies. First, start taking more risks. Uh, what you said? Uh-huh, I said it, and it's scary as hell. But think of some situations in which you would be forced to let go of control and be more creative. Surely COVID impact has already afforded you to think this way, but if it hasn't, jot down two to three ways in which you can be creative when approaching your work or your home life that may mean you have to loosen the control. Go on, pause the podcast if you need to and jot them down. Just make sure you hit play again. While we're talking about being less controlling, let's talk about <gasps> micromanaging. We use that word in a negative context most of the time, but I'm here to say that micromanaging is needed in some situations. However, it's time to take a critical look at your day-to-day -day approach to work. Are you a micromanager? Does your team always have to send you their work before submitting? Do you need to edit documents before pushing on to the next phase of a project? If so, you may be a micromanager. So how do you shift out of this mindset? Remember that those you work with are human. They'll make mistakes and you can help them move through those mistakes. Remember, we grow from mistakes. Allow them that same space to grow. Okay, so where are my friends who are afraid to delegate or use the phrase maybe it's just as easy or as fast for me to do it than to explain to someone else how to do it? Or maybe your phrase is, I don't want to have to clean up someone else's mess. Are you nodding along? Yeah, those phrases come out of my mouth or pop into my head too. 
dang, it is so hard to delegate work. But you need to ask yourself, why are you not willing to give the work away? Once you start unpacking that, you'll determine if it's a true reason. Maybe the work was directly assigned to you and isn't something that can be delegated, or if it's a control piece. If you're listening along and thinking, but I pride myself on the high standards I've set for myself and my team, then I say, right on, I'm with you. I take a lot of pride in my work. However, what's the cost? For me, it's been my mental health. And as I keep reflecting on my own perfectionism, I'll likely discover that I'm holding myself back from places I can or want to go, both personally and professionally. Perfectionism, similarly to apologizing behaviors discussed in episode one, is another habit we have to work on and enlist others to assist with. It takes vulnerability and work to get to a place where your tendencies are not negatively impacting your work and life. I empower you to think about the behaviors that show up for you that you can work on. Head over to Instagram and let me know what you'll be working on starting this week. You can find me at at done.apologizing. I'll leave you with this final thought. When I was talking with a friend and workout accountability buddy this past fall, I was struggling with the motivation to do a specific workout. As we texted more, I realized it was because I couldn't do a certain exercise perfectly, and I shared as such with her. Her response was, there is no such thing as perfect. And while I've known that, my need to be perfect was negatively impacting my ability to move forward. Not only is that true for the workout, it was, and still is, true for all areas of my life. Remember, friend, there is no such thing as perfect. So go be your best authentic, flawed self. You're doing amazing things imperfectly. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. If you enjoy this topic and know other women who will benefit from this conversation, please pass this along to them. I would also be most appreciative if you hit the subscribe button on your Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join me on Instagram at at done.apologizing. Thank you for listening, and remember, you are fabulous. You are a badass. You got this, and I'm here for you.